Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. And we are joined on the line now by freelance boss journalist Letabo Khanyako to talk about the Safa National Women's League. Good evening, Letabo. Thanks for speaking to us. Good evening, Tavis, and good evening to your listeners. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I saw some highlights on Soccer Zone last night. There were lots of goals in the opening weekend of action. How was it for you? 32 goals to be exact, so I have been so happy. And also, I can't get over the goal scored by Gugu Zondi of UWC against TUT. The long-range one from the side. Absolutely. I still can't get over it. I, I honestly can't get over it. I feel like there's been a lot of anticipation, obviously, but I've been also been so pleased with the build-up also. I saw yeah. on Friday night and, and, and Saturday morning how it also trended. The fact that the Women's League trended may look like nothing to most people, but to just know that everyone was talking about it and, and, and in anticipation and also the ladies being the ladies delivered. There was only one team that couldn't score of all mm. of those mm. games that happened. It was Golden Ladies. Otherwise, even those that were losing were scoring. So beautiful man like yeah. we've been waiting for it there's been postponements you know i've, I've loved the opening weekend no, i've loved I the did, opening weekend i did too i saw mapole kuala's goal and i thought okay this is the goal of the weekend and then i saw that one you were talking about i was like yeah. okay what a goal there are two new teams now what can you tell us about these new teams uh, where are they from how did they get promotion starting with my indies the two teams are not exactly um unknown teams they've been playing in the southern league uh, we know the work that my Indies has put in over 20 years in terms of promoting women's football. I'm so happy that they get to play in a, in a amateur league, you know, semi-professional, somewhere mm. where they can be seen, you know, mm. for a team that has given us a Nukumatlo, a team that has given us they really deserve to be here. These are the two teams that were promoted in 2019 at the um, National League Championships along with uh, JVW. We know that a lot of work that they've been putting in terms of also development football at JVW. You'll have them participating at the under-17 league, at the under-19 level. A lot of their girls have also been, you know, part of... Um, a lot of the national junior teams, but also even they, they, they have your Amanda Lamini, uh, Gabby um, Salgado, she's with Banyana as well, Mamela Makabani. There's strong teams that they have now been, you know, that have waited over a year due to COVID and obviously other postponements to be able to play competitively. It was, I, I was just sad because my English is my home team and they lost in that opening game between the two of them. But I do feel that they're going to make a lot of impact as it is JVW tops the log, you know, yeah. after the opening weekend. So I feel like they're going to give a lot of competition, you know, to a lot of the teams that have been there in the league. You would, obviously, you expect Sundowns to compete, mm. a TUT, obviously, to compete, uh, first touch as well. They've always been that team that, you know, gives the top teams a little bit of trouble as well. Okay, so you expect Sundowns to be challenged. They dominated last season, though. They did, yes. they did. I really do. I, I'm, I'm expecting them to be challenged this time around. I mean, obviously, JW, JVW is going to be a big challenger. You know, um, they've already shown that five goals in the opening match. It could be that they were against a team that they are both from the Southern League together, but they played together before, even in the National League. So I expect Sundowns to be challenged because also you look at a team like a UWC, how they've also tried to rebuff their squads as well. And then also TUT, I also expect to see them in the mix as well. So I think also everybody has seen and also they've been inspired with what Sundowns have been doing. 
doing. Mm. But Oasis are not stood out because they have better resources than most of the teams. But you look at some of the teams now, they have sponsorships, you know, um, UWC, they announced last week, so did TUT as well. So all of those things are going to assist in, in, in that, in terms of we seeing the best football in terms of women's league and not seeing one team that will be, you know, that was last year in terms of sundowns. Yes, and there were a lot of, 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 of teething problems in the first season. Uh, what are some of those challenges that you hope will be addressed this season? Because Safa had promised that they will learn from what happened in the first season. You know what, Travis? I was really happy that every game kicked off on time. Okay, you know, that's a start, yeah, even though it should yeah, be normal. It, but that's it, a start. It, we, we had, I used to go to games that would take over an hour to kick off. You'd be told there are no balls, and you'd think it's funny, but there would not be a ball. The whole reason we are there. Then there would be officials not arriving or arriving late. Then you see them even on the pitch, most of their decisions being questionable. Mm. But uh, in a recent interview I did with Safa, they said in terms of some of the logistics they're trying to address in terms of seeing that if things have to start on time and you need, you know, uh, resources like balls or you need, you know, referees to be on time, it's things that they have been trying to address as well. But I'm also really expecting that we're going to see, because I feel like better administration makes for better running of the league, you know, so that we get to focus on bigger things. But my other problem, Kevin, is that we still don't have a sponsor for the league. Um, yeah. But the conversation to say that corporate does not support women's football or there's no money to, you know, back women's football, to me, it's neither here nor there, you um, know. If now we are able to see clubs able to get sponsorship for themselves, you may want to ask Safa, a body like Safa, that what are you guys doing on your part, you know, to try and, 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 and secure a sponsor? I mean, yes, the, the games are on TV. We like that. One of the mm. things that they said is that every weekend there will be a game that's televised. And they're trying to get AR from um, the last games that Banyana Banyana played to see if perhaps maybe they can introduce the games during the week, which would be awesome, you know. But what are we getting out of all of this, you know? Is somebody working tirelessly behind the scenes to make it able to get a sponsor and whatnot. But then also sometimes, Teddy, so we have to look at corporate. The same way I've also said, we have to look at ourselves as the media as well, that mm. do we do enough to promote women's football? Or do we only care about women's football when Banyana Banyana are going to the Olympics or going to the World Cup? Oh, you know August. what I mean? Yes, that this is the league. Are we interested as the media? Are we covering? Yes, this last weekend, the training made me happy, but I just, there's still a large number of the media that still have zero F to give when it comes to women's football. But then I'm also saying corporate must also look at themselves. Mm. I saw an ad um, of a, a commercial of one of the cell phone providers. I don't mm-hmm. want to be sued. Let me not call them by name. But it just, I don't know. When I looked at it and I was like, this is a perfect story that would be suited for a woman in football. Was it going to kill you to give this gig to a woman in football. But mm. yeah, so I feel like everybody needs to come to the party, suffer themselves. The clubs are trying, we can see what, what they are doing. And the players are trying too. Yeah. I mean, they even secure Absolutely. their own moves overseas. That's the other thing. Like, you look at how, why some of the teams have to re their, their squats because they lost players. There are players from UWC that went to go play in the USA. TUT, they did well with Hilda last year, who was ascending. She's not here now. My Indies are starting in the league. They had Lebu Ramalepo, who was so influential. She's not here now. 
uh, first touch had Nokumatlo who kept saying them and they just, she was not here now. So really the girls are raising their hands every single week. Just from the opening week, you and I are talking about just two goals, one year Mapula and the one year Kugu. That those are the kind of goals that we saw and how spectacular, like the standard of football that the ladies are giving on the pitch. Yes. Is there relegation this season, Litabo? No, 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 no. We still have to wait for another season. They say when there are 16 teams, that's when there's going to be relegation. So next season, two teams uh, from the end of this season of the the Sasol Championship, two teams will get promoted. Then when we have 16 teams, then we're going to see people get relegated. Great stuff. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM about the Safa National Women's League. You can catch it every weekend on SABC Sport. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's end the show by talking Bundesliga. There's a managerial change at Bayern Munich and the Bundesliga anchor on SABC3, Susan Bebe Umchaka, joins us on the line. Susan, uh, guten Abend. No, I'm fine. Thanks, Susan. I'm fine. Thanks. Yes, yes, yes. Let, let's talk about... Um, What's happened today in Germany? Big news, Julian Nachelsmann joining by Munich at the age of 33. Does that surprise you? I'm, I'm, I'm beyond, I'm be, like I'm still taking it in, my brother. You know, usually Bayern München would take a, a coach that has seen it all, you know, like, you know, it's, um, it's been Pep Guardiola, it's been Trapattoni, you know, big names, huge, with huge experience, you know. Um and this time around, you know, they're even poaching from a, from a rival, you know. Yeah. Uh, he just got there. Like, it's not even two years since he got there, you know. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really taken by surprise. But then again, knowing uh, Julian Nagelsmann's connection to Bavaria, where he's from, he's mm-hmm. from Augsburg, you know, he played for 1860 Munich. So, you know, he's a guy from that area. And eventually, you know, everybody wants to be at Bayern. If you're German and you're from that area. Eventually, you want to either play for Bayern München or at least work at Bayern München. And I think this is a dream come true for him, definitely. And why is he so highly rated? Because even local coaches here, the technocrats, the Rolani Mukwena, the analysts in Isipomali, Tando Zulu, they always tell us about uh, Julian Nagelsmann. He embraced, um, he embraced everything that is um, about modern football. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back to Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp was the, was the lamb being sacrificed, right? Um for revolutionizing uh, German football because Jürgen Klopp took what exactly what German football wanted to do and accelerated it, right? Um, and ended up winning with Dortmund, you know, um, taking down Bayern one year, you know. Um, so um, two, it, it, after that, it was, um, it was Tuchel who's now at, um, at, at Chelsea, you know. He took that one step further as well. So they're, they're part of the school of thought of, of the Jürgen Klopps, you know. And the technocrats obviously embraced that because... He, he's forever a tinkerman. He doesn't play the same formation all the time. His team is full of movement, you know. So the technocrats li- like to analyze teams that have a bunch of players who move all over the place. Ball-playing teams, you know, modern, modern, super modern football that a goalkeeper is even a playmaker, you know. So Julian Nagelsmann is one of those guys who would embrace the way football um, is currently being played. But on top of that, what's really amazing about him is that he doesn't need a good team. He hasn't needed a good team to do it. You know, he did it with Hoffenheim. Um, he mm. took them from a relegation um, candidate all the way to Champions League qualification. You know, and Hoffenheim is about seven, year, seven nine years old. You know, um, so Julian, I mean, even at, uh, with Leipzig now, he took them all the way to the semi final. Of the you Champions know, he League. He took Spurs yeah, along yes. the way. 
you know like it's yes. a lot of things that that, that he's done but um, so but but almost doesn't count it by munich i mean <laughs> he's replacing a man who's won six trophies in one season so there's no way to hide it by munich do you expect him to deliver he had he had a choice to either go to Spurs or Bayern Munich, mentioned, and I think he, he chose Bayern Munich because um, he's been an almost guy for a long time, you know, and um, this is his best opportunity to make a challenge, not only for the domestic cup, you know, for the domestic league cup and and DFB Pokal, but when he goes to the Champions League, you go there with a team um, where he where he's not the star of the show, you know, where there's a bigger there's a bigger star which is the actual club above him, you know, at the moment. When he went to Hoffenheim, he was the star of the show because he got them there, you know. Um, at Leipzig, what he did at Leipzig as well, you know, it was, yeah, it was all Julian, mm-hmm. man, you know. But at, at München, he gets there at an institution where he's also going to develop himself. Not only he comes in there to save them from something, but he's also going to gain something from being part of that institution. I mean, Oliver Kahn is his boss. Yeah. And he probably grew <laughs> up, he probably grew up I'm um, standing at gates for Oliver Kahn's signature, um, autograph, you know? Yes. So, <laughs> so these are the people who's going to see every day. Kalan's Rummenigge, of course, has, has, has resigned. No longer going to be at, at mention every day. But, you know, these are the people who's going to sh- rub shoulders with. Where does it leave Hansi Flink now? Is it a no-brainer that he's going to become coach of uh, Germany, replacing Joachim Love, who's been in uh, charge since 2006? Uh, look, I, 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 I'll say if I was a betting man, I'll say, yeah, put your money on that, for sure. It would be a big, huge surprise if, if Germany go outside um, um, Flick, you know. Uh, it is, I, I, Flick is, 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 has been in the system, right, and, and has worked mm. with Joachim Lowe as well. I'm sure Joachim Lowe has recommended him as well, mm. you know. He has proven it with Bayern that he can manage, he can manage um, personalities, he can manage um, attitudes. Of course, he couldn't manage the... The overpowering of the management structure at Bayern. Yes. <laughs> That's the other but, reason that people are not talking about because he wasn't happy with their transfer policy or the players that they brought for him. Yeah, and he, he stood his ground. Yeah. You know, he stood his ground so that I, I'm sure that speaks to him, to his benefit, but also against him to, to certain clubs like maybe a, a Real Madrid where, where you have to listen to the board. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like a Manchester United where you have to listen to a board. Maybe to those type of clubs, you know, he might not go. But he's got, he's, he's at least um, stood his ground and showed that he's got a little bit of Mourinho in him. Yeah. You know, that you're not going to tell me what to do, but I'll deliver the trophy. Okay. You know On the I mean? WhatsApp, let me just play a voice note. Somebody says, I hope he'll take Christoph Nkunku to, with him to Bayern Munich. You've been watching a lot of <laughs> Bundesliga on SABC3. Let's play a voice note, Ben. Evening, the member Tvilanya from Milan. Yo, German member, I think they've a plan for players, a plan for coaches. If now they're taking a 33-year-old to buy in a team that they plan around their national team on, which means the coach that was coaching Bayern, there's a possibility that he might move to the national team. All the best to the young coach. I think South Africa needs to start believing in the young coaches so that one day we can have a 40-year-old coaching a national team. Thanks. What a player. You know, she reminds me of Christian Eriksen when he was still at Spurs. She can hold the ball, she can pass the ball, she can strike the ball. And what's interesting about the league is that there are always goals. And that's really, really interesting. Thank you, Tabiso. This is Nando from Tat. 
thanks, Nandi. I've actually seen Gabriela Salgado. Yeah, no, she's a proper, proper talent today. We're just going to have to leave it there, Sizu, because of time. But Tulani was saying that hopefully South Africa can also start employing young yeah. managers. We're seeing yeah. what Ben is doing there. So Yeah, I wanted to say, sorry, Travis, I don't want to come into your time, but that, that man knows German football. And in German football, that's exactly what happens. They yeah. plan, guys. I told you this before. Yes. They no. plan. They plan now. You see what they're doing now? He's correct. In five years' time, don't be surprised. Yeah, they're watching you and Bundesliga. <laughs> By the way, Sizo Mbebe knows what he's talking about because he was at on the books of Werder Bremen. Hello. And, and that's a Hello. true story. He was on the books of Werder Bremen. This 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 man that you see anchoring Bundesliga on SABC3. So that's why he's fluent in Germany because he lived there also, played at Werder Bremen. So he's the right man to talk to about the Bundesliga. And we're going to have to... Yeah, don't judge Thank a book you. by its cover next time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it there. Let's go to news. Eh? It's a holiday, but we still have to go to news.